Sit your ass Sit your down. Ass down. Sit your ass Sit down. down. Let's talk about, talk the, about suffering. the suffering. It's time to start the pain. The pain. Sit your ass Sit down. Your ass down. What are the factors that you would expect to be an interference with the duties of your job? Possibly you can't comprehend the scope of work, or disability may limit your action. The definitions given for appearance, gender, orientation give no limitations to the capabilities that you can perform. Society likes to put others in categories to make it easier for them to accept their own preconceptions about how a job should be performed. It takes an enormous amount of work to break these molds and show that a success or failure in any job has less to do with the characteristic or the physical, but rather on the mental limitations that we put on ourselves. We are limited only by what we have set in our mind as an internal governor to achieving what we really want. If you think you can, you're right. If you think you can't, you're right. I'm Kevin Donaldson here with Mike Felace, and on this episode of The Suffering Podcast, we sit down with Mark Hedinger to discuss the suffering of a gay firefighter. So that sort of gives away what we're going to talk about. Yeah, there's no, there's no hiding this one. No hiding this one. We're, we've come out of the closet with the name of this one. <laughs> At least Mike just did. <laughs> I've been waiting for that for a long time. But the funny thing about Mark is it's it's less about doing your job, which is, should be the most important thing, and more about everybody sort of makes it about who you are. And I think that's really bad. And Mark brought his fiance, I guess is the proper Correct. term. Yeah. Nick? Nick, we met for the first time, and Nick's Nick's over there. He's like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> a little quiet, shit? Idiot. You can say hello. It's all right. Please, please don't <laughs> ask me a question. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in today. Because well, Mark is like family to our podcast. Uh, yes. Well, why don't you tell everybody who your who your sister sister? Yeah, my sister, sister was on. I had to your think sh- about that one. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> what was that about three weeks ago? Four weeks. ago? Oh God, Ashley was on. It's probably like two months ago now. Really. Uh, yeah, so my sister was on a few months ago talking about her suffering. Yeah, and, and that was the suffering of a transgender, which was a, was an interesting – it really was an educating experience for me because I had a lot of questions. The whole thing could have been just me asking questions like, what do you do here? How do you tuck it back? What do you do? <laughs> we did talk about tucking it, though. Yeah, I was like, how do you do that? Like, I was curious about it. Like, what, what? – it's, it's got to be humongous if you're going to tuck it back all that way. <laughs> <laughs> or if it is humongous, it's a come all the way up your back. You know, <laughs> go ahead. Before we get into <laughs> anything, about Ashley. <laughs> before we get into anything, let's get into this week's social media question. And it comes from Ron. Ron's asking, is, what is a way to stop discrimination? But what I think Ron is getting to is if you had carte blanche to make policy, what do you think would be something that you would put into play in order to stop discrimination? I don't know if there's a way to stop it. It's been here since the beginning of time, and I think it's going to be here till the end. The only thing we can do is discipline it. You know, it goes both ways, too, with discrimination, because the gay community does discriminate, and they discriminate against me, and I feel very, very beat down by it. No, there, there's there's truth to it. 
Um, you see the way I look. And believe it or not, I'm, I'm extremely open-minded. Hey, you guys do you. I'll do me. Whatever you want to do behind closed doors is up to you. Don't do it in public because I don't like when a male, female kiss and make out in public. And I don't want to see a guy, two guys kissing out or two girls. Well, maybe two girls. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's discrimination now. That. There you go. You just discriminated. You just discriminated. My point was, is when most gay men meet me for the first time, and I had a neighbor whose twin boys were gay, they're very standoffish towards me. And I, I don't know whether it's just the way I look. They're judging me on what they think I am. Oh, this guy's definitely, he's a Republican and, you know, he, he's going to, he, he's gun toting and stuff like this. He's, he's going to hate me. He's going to beat me up. When it couldn't be more polar opposite. I think you're just hanging out with the wrong crowd. It could be. What? If I took you out, you'd be fresh meat, buddy. You ain't bad. <laughs> take him down to Feathers in Hackensack. No, nah, that's not a place. We got, we got a place to take <laughs> How him. How do you know where that is? I used to work in Hackensack, right? Uh, you know, I, I'm tired of paying for drinks all night, so maybe it wouldn't be <laughs> such a... You, you sell a pretty good product there. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I've said for years, because women can agitate the shit out of us, and Michael attests to this, I just can't get over that... Like that, that's, that's my one thing I can't get over, but this is what, this is what, Hey, you want to run your car on a brick wall? Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) But this is the kind of conversations that people need to have. And this is why it's important for us to have you on here. Being a first responder, being a firefighter, you're going to get our humor. You're going to get, I'm going to speak to you the same way I speak to everybody else, because I don't have that discrimination bone in my body. I'm curious about certain things that you have to go through and certain suffering that you have to go through. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to laugh with you. I'm going to joke around with you. And I'm going to sit down and have an honest conversation as long as I'm not offensive and coming from a place of hate. No. Do you, would you agree with that? 100%. You know, see, that, that's a problem now, too, with comedy because you can't say – you can't joke about anything because everybody gets offended by it. Political correctness is ruining this world. If, if you have any kind of racist tone in you, that's when you get mad at, at a joke. True, because there's some truth to it. Yeah, yeah so, that's, that's what it is. Archie Bunker was, we were just talking about it the other day. All in the family is one of the funniest shows ever. Right. But because they weren't racist. If it's said to you without hate, it's a, it's a statement. It's a and comment. if it's said to you behind your back, right. then it's hate. Right. If I say it to your face, it's not hate. You know, if I were to sit there and speak to both of you in a different fashion because you're gay men, that would make me just as guilty as somebody who, in my mind, who somebody who speaks out openly and, and tries to change policy because they don't understand what lifestyle you lead. You know, that's my opinion. Yeah, well, like, like Mike said, it, it, it depends on the context. Is it coming, is the, is the statement or the phrase coming at you in a hateful way? Or is it coming at you in a friendly, playful, um, don't understand, so I'm making a joke out of it kind of way? You know, I, Mike and I, we, we've been friends for quite a while now, so I'll make fun uh, of certain... Let's use that term loosely. <laughs> we've known each other for quite a while. I will make fun of certain attributes on him that the stranger off the street couldn't do. You know, if, if we didn't right. know each other and, you know, I, I made an offensive comment to you, you, you would definitely take it differently. But because... We, we've had some sort of interaction on the phone, text messages, emails, and when you, when you came in here, there's a level of comfort that has to be given. Yeah. 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 Understand, you have to understand the person you're dealing with, no matter mm-hmm. what their orientation or gender or expression is. But you, you, you don't fit the stereotypical markers. Let's put it that way. No, no. I confuse a lot of people. And that's why it's important for us to have you in here because you're in a, you're in a, uh, in a profession that is – Male dominated, macho. Yeah, there's there's that that's sort of looked down on, and people have to be closeted because they're afraid of that backlash when it comes to that stuff. And it's I I think it's wrong. I mean, 
I, I don't care what anybody says. It's wrong. Are you a good firefighter? That's all I need to know. Try your best. Yeah, you try your best. So why don't you give our audience a little bit, uh, a little bit of window into who you are and 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 where where you've been. So I've been a fireman for 22 years now, an EMT for about 20. Uh, I volunteer for a tactical medical team. I'm a fire inspector. Tactical medical team. Yeah, we uh, Thames. Yeah, tactical EMS. We uh, prior to for like all, mass casualty incidents. Yeah, and prior like to that. all this uh, active shooter stuff, we started back in 2000, 2011 ish, and uh, we would stage forward for events, high profile events. In case there was an incident, there'd be a medical team on site, and we have our team goes from doctor all the way down to EMT. So you, as far as triage stuff like that, yeah. you'd have to get involved with active shooter. I, I from a police standpoint. Uh, it's the most counterintuitive thing ever because you're walking into an active shooter. They tell you if your partner gets shot, leave him. Which think about that as being a firefighter. Your your buddy goes down, falls. You'd have to leave him. I know you wouldn't, but it, yeah, uh, it, it, it's a different mindset, mm. you know. And I and I, I envy all the officers that have to go through see, it. Our SWAT team was taught different though. If you go into an active shooter in a school and you see a student down, you go past that student. If an officer, fellow officer, is down. You get him to safety. When did that come in? That's how our team did it. That's how that's how your team did it. But that was because I, I was taught the protocol was a little different. Yeah, I, I think everyone's kind of got their own their own standard, their own operating guidelines. A yeah. um, couple of people I work with, they you know it's it's identify triage the injury and keep moving forward. So like if you can drop a tourniquet and the, and the officer can take care of himself. Keep the operation moving. But how, how are you going to keep your head straight if you see one of your fallen brothers or, or, or sisters laying there and now you're going to leave them laying there and go on? You're I, not going to have the right mindset. I don't know whether I could do it. It's I'm, tough. I don't, I don't envy you guys for having to make those decisions. No, we don't have to make those anymore. Thank God Long we don't God. have to make them anymore. We can sit back and Monday morning quarterback the whole thing. That's yeah. that's the joy of what we do here. So you, you're, you've you been doing this. Where did you grow up? Uh, Closter. Closter? Northern Bergen that's County. Right. I should know that. I mm-hmm. keep remember. I keep forgetting. We know Ashley. <laughs> they're they're like this. Uh, upper Bur- Upper Bergen County. Yeah, it's Upper Bergen. Yeah, it's a whole. We, we were west of the tracks. That's what Ashley says. But there is no poor sections of Bergen County. There's no ghetto. No. Once you get up past Route Four, north of Route Four, that's where the rich people start. I'm from the uh, from Lower Bergen County. I don't see so. a whole lot of projects in Bergen County. <laughs> don't worry, we're four houses north of four. <laughs> so, there you go, Nick. Where are you from? I'm from Rockland County. You're from Rockland. Oh, you're a New York boy. Mm-hmm. You're like by Orange County Choppers. No, no, that's Rockland County. Is that that's Orange? That's Orange County. That's Orange County. <laughs> no, it, it's I was something close to Orange County. It's something new. Orange County Choppers is actually in Orange County. Oh, you're you such know, a there's a Rockland County Choppers in Rockland County. <laughs> Where's that freaking to... wig? <laughs> Put that wig on, <laughs> so we can just sit there and stare at you all night. Oh God! I mean, it's something new. It just started. Oh, God. <sighs> and, what, and, and now you're living in Jersey. Mm-hmm. Just okay. over a year. So what's what's better, New York or New Jersey? New York. New York? Oh, well, you're from upstate New York, so what I know- I wouldn't call it upstate if I were you. <laughs> no, no, that's no. not upstate. But I know there's a difference when you say somebody's from New York, you have to differentiate between New York City. hmm Yeah, be, then they become really offended. No, we're not from New York City. That, nope, from the suburbs. So obviously we've had, we have you here for a reason. Yes, sir. And I'm, I'm more interested, is this- being gay is it was it did you just get the idea one day yeah nah you kind of know but like everybody says is it a choice yeah it's well i don't think it's a choice you know my grandfather it was real old school 
Very, but he had a, a very open mind when it came to stuff like this. He used to tell me, and this you got to remember, this is the '80s, so the atmosphere was much different than it was today. He always told me that he goes, "Don't ever discriminate against gay people because if you think it's a choice, why it's gonna it's gonna be a very difficult lifestyle moving forward, especially in the '80s. Why would you choose to make your life more difficult? Yeah, it's it's it can't be a choice." And another, the other thing he told me is don't ever get into a fight with a gay guy because they've been fighting their whole lives and they'll kick your ass. <laughs> That's exactly what he told me. And he goes, it's a no-win situation. You're a little taller now. You got a little bit of an advantage. <laughs> he says it's a no-win situation because if you win, you beat up a gay guy. Yeah. If you lose, you got your ass kicked by a gay guy. <laughs> But that's, what I, that's what I tell everybody. You really want to see a gay guy kick your butt? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I, I say that about Star Wars fans because I'm a Star Wars fan. A Star Wars ki- fan will kick your ass up and down. But anyway, so it, you know, like when when did you get this inkling that you knew? As far back as I can remember. You t- tell me what just was going feel on different. There. Feel different. See, I don't think you feel different. That's just your normal where well, you're, you're pushing you against. Feel, right. You feel normal and you're being persuaded to be what people consider the norm and you're, you're out just outside that norm. So you feel like a little disconnect as you grow up. You're, you're being almost pushed into what would be the common, the stereotypical, the, the stereotypical you were male you, growing up. You were, you were given toys. You were, you were given trucks instead of Barbies. Well, you're, I preferred the trucks. You prefer, sorry, of course, <laughs> but that's a stereotype. That, that yeah. really is a stereotype. Oh, he, he's a, he's a gay little boy. We might, we got to give him dolls and we got to dress right. him up. No, we don't. We absolutely don't. They're 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 boys, just like everybody else. Yeah, there's no difference. Just your orientation. But you have a very interesting family background that's right. got a whole different wrinkle to it. <laughs> yeah, yep. Your so, your mother and father had three boys. Yeah, three boys. Yep. And only one of them is straight. No. Well, not yes. anymore. Yeah, see, this is yeah. this is you know that's this a hang up on gets, our end too. This is where it gets tricky. <laughs> this is this is where the lines become that very. Did, ten blurred. minutes in, that didn't take long. <laughs> the lines. So Ashley He's going for a new record. Ashley is a transgender, correct? Who likes women? So she is now gay, correct? Uh, lesbian. She's lesbian. She's a she's a lesbian, and your brother you you have a brother who's I gay have a middle well. brother who's also uh, gay. Was in Philly. Was there like certain kind of paint you used in your house? No, it's, it's the water. I blame it's the, the top, water yeah, in Upper Burden the, County. I blame the top water. <laughs> oh, that's why you're getting. <laughs> See, now that's fucked up. Here we go. <laughs> you're from Bergen County? <clears throat> I said in Closter, north of Route 4. Oh, okay. Our water makes its way down to you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you it had to be difficult trying to figure this out when you see the other boys in your class going, you know, getting girlfriends. Did you ever, did you ever try? Oh, yeah. I had several yeah. girlfriends growing up. Yeah. Just... And it was how's fun. that make you feel there? Yeah. I'm in the same boat. Oh, you are? <laughs> Apparently, I had three girlfriends at once. I didn't even know. <laughs> Very nice. Good for you. See, that's why I go, we got we to start hanging around these guys. <laughs> oh, we, we make just, really good wingmen. We just got to be, we just get the shrapnel and we're all right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what was, what was it like when you, at what age did you finally accept it? I want to say in my teenage years. So in high school, uh, I had a friend in high school who was openly gay and he got his, he he got it every 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 day at the end of the day he'd get his butt kicked. He started the first uh, alliance in the school. It wasn't popular back then. Well, how old how old are you? Uh, I just turned forty. Okay, so you you you're you're of the the same generation. Yeah, yeah. You're not tech, You're not a. I guess you're Gen X. Because millennials view it, they they got a little easier time. But somebody had to pick. Yeah, I'm on the, I think the, my, my, the the years lay out. I'm on the border of both generations. Yeah, but uh, you know. 
so I kind of kept my head down and just avoided the the subject because he the spotlight was all on on the other, my friend the other individual. Um, did did you like feel bad for him? Yeah, and, and think I, that maybe I should step up, you know, because I'm feeling the same way he is. Didn't know how to back then. Yeah, you know, it was the climate was still a lot different. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're talking mid nineties. Uh, two thousand. Yeah, two thousand. Uh, actually, no, ninety eight to ninety nine, two thousand. I graduated in oh one. In oh one. Yeah, so it's, it's even then, re- it really wasn't socially acceptable back then. No, there were no safe spaces. There were no clubs, organizations. You know, it, it was you were on your own back then. And how did you navigate those waters? Uh, I don't know. The firehouse, you know, the firehouse kept me on a, a you know a straight and narrow path. You know, you know. I knew he was your... going to I knew he was going to say straight and narrow. Yeah, I know. Straight. The firehouse kept me straight. <laughs> Throwing up softballs <laughs> for you again. Know. <laughs> you know, do this your, could be fun. You know, do your schoolwork. Keep your grades <laughs> up. You know, they they guided me. You know where my you know where my parents let you know where my parents stopped and the so, the the civic or the social side started. They you know they were there to keep me on the same path that my parents had me on. So you know, kept my grades up as best I can because if your grades dropped, you couldn't be at the firehouse. Oh really? Yeah, oh, I, I, I start because I started firehouse at sixteen. What's that like a junior fireman? Type yeah, thing? junior proby. Then you yeah. become uh, a level one, and you keep moving up. Now you said you always knew. Like, what? T- talk to me about how you always knew. It was did you see guys on on TV? I know when we when we were young, we'd we'd see girls on TV. I'm like, well, wow, he's just kind of hot. You, is that is that what yeah. it was like? In my younger days, it was kind of like both sexes were attractive. Yeah, you know, I didn't really. Didn't really care whether it was male or female. You know, if you were attractive, you were attractive. Okay. And then as I, you know, as I got older and I, you know, I started understanding more, learning more, getting involved more. Then, you know, my uh, my interest swayed more to the to the gay side. Okay, so did you eventually had to have your first boyfriend? Was it was it in high school? Uh, yeah, oh yeah. I yeah. dated on and off. You know, couple friends here or there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, not being technically closeted correct is that the term yeah okay yeah. H- how does that conversation start it's like hey you want to show me mine you show you, you know, that i said was it more like exploring ah, it was or? no different than when you were kids you know how, how did you pick up a girl back then do you like me <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> check I, the box yes or no <laughs> that's it i mean our generation had to you, you did it with a look man you can't yeah. tell me you never walked into a bar looked across the room gave a girl a look and 10 minutes later you're talking you, do you see his face? He gives a girl a look like that. She's running for the door. Uh, that's why I asked your look. <laughs> I mean, we had to use. Well, some... they, they used to call what? Gaydar. Yeah, there you, you know? go. Yeah. We, we guys had... have gaydar. They know when guys are gay. You know, I, you know your generation, might, we had to use social cues. Yeah. These kids today, it's yes, no, and text message. Yeah. Yeah, that's. that's... And now you can like boop your phones together and see if you look, get each other's information. Like. Uh, yeah, well, they got it easier. But again, like I said, your generation and our generation had to pave the way in order for them to have life a little bit easier. But that's always the way that it goes. You know, when the the the, the onset and I want to there's there's been gay individuals and lesbian individuals since the beginning of time. But um, certain cultures, it was more socially acceptable, you know, to be they, I think the French used to call them foppish or the during Revolutionary War. They used to call them foppish people or dandies or something yep. like that. They would they would have different terminologies for them, but it, you know it was okay to wear a wig. It was okay to wear makeup. Um, to I guess exude your sexuality, and then for some reason in I want to say in the eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, being gay was just 
nope, you don't do that. It was, I guess the whole religious movement and stuff like that. It, it was just something that wasn't acceptable. This goes back to the cooties conversation yeah. we had. Well, that, okay. But you know what? That's a good, that's a good point, Mike. That's a good point. You Thanks. got one or two. So that's one. So I, I, I want to get some things out there. He's got one left. Got another 45 minutes to get one more in. <laughs> <laughs> so I had heard that gay people like children. Is that true? No. Okay. That's not true. Okay. There's one myth. Second one. Do you have cooties? Not, not that I know of. All right. And the third one is, did he have AIDS? No. Okay. You, you missed the whole eighties AIDS thing. It was a gay disease and don't go near gay people. They all got AIDS. And that was what was commonly thought. And these are the conversations that need to happen so people can get rid of that ignorance. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's closed minded. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think the real turn of that is when Magic Johnson came down with AIDS? He was one of them. He was one of them. Tommy Gunn or uh, yeah. Tommy Morrison. Tommy he, Morrison. He had him. And um, who, Greg Scarpa, the mafia, mafia captain, he got it. And all of a sudden, it's just not for gay men anymore. No, I mean, it, I think the table is sw- uh, the the seesaw swaying there because there's now meds to prevent it. You know, yeah, you can live a long prevent it. Yeah, I, see, I did. It. I did see that commercial. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's, uh, but it still comes down to you shouldn't have promiscuous sex, right? Whether you're gay, straight, or somewhere in between, right. you shouldn't have promiscuous sex because there's other diseases out there. Correct, stuff that lasts a long time. Mm-hmm. He's probably got four or five of them. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> had so, so when, the first time that you had a, an experience, a, a gay experience or homosexual experience, and I, let's forgive me for not having the right terminology. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Is did it just feel like yeah? This this is it. This is it. It, it felt the same as yours. No, no. What I'm what I'm. Well, listen. The first time I kissed a girl, I was like, yeah, this is right. Right. This is this is this is the feels normal. Proverbial fireworks going off. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's reliving those first moments. Yeah, exactly. It was only a couple <laughs> of weeks ago. <laughs> you got, look at him. You beat me to it. You beat me to it. But it was because yeah, you had said you, you, you had girlfriends before. You, Did that feel wrong? No, it 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 felt the same. It but felt the same. The, the feeling inside you is you prefer one more than the other, mm-hmm. or you don't prefer one at all. Nick, was that the same with you? Yeah, yeah. It was the same. Is that common amongst the gay community? To I know, I know. You, all you guys know each other, just like all cops know each other. <laughs> all the gay people know. Is that is that true? I wouldn't think so. I <laughs> that's, a, that's another myth. Right? Uh, that was a fourth myth. Everyone. Well, everyone's experience is different. Yeah. You know, the the times have changed, so things are more acceptable. They're not. You know, we're not where we need to be as a society yet. But where I had to hide things, the younger generation doesn't. Because like you said, we've, we've paved the way. So they don't have to have that first kiss in private or in secrecy. You know, they can, they can explore and feel more comfortable. You know, the, the problem that I have is the pushing of sexuality either way on really young people before, they're, before they start to have those feelings. I don't prefer it. Like my nine-year-old got taught this stuff in class, and I, I wasn't in agreement with it. I'm not in agreement with them learning human sexuality in general. At that age, I, I don't, I don't, I agree with them letting people, letting children know it's out there that you may feel this way one day, you know, there's, there's, there's gay, straight, heterosexual, there's transgender and say, these are the, these are the things, but that, that should be the extent of it. Definitely exactly. defining terms. Let them, let them know what's out there. I listen, I could be, I could be a dinosaur when it comes to thinking like this. I really so, do. 
I don't have the statistics with me, mm-hmm. but uh, we both volunteer uh, for GLSEN, which is a educational, uh, it's a LGBT educational group that um, helps create safe spaces in schools. We help get uh, inf- uh, information and material out to teachers and educators, stuff like that. And I, I think the, the age for your first sexual experience is down to that age group. Uh, so, so don't tell me that. If you look up the statistics, it's it's down there. They're experimenting at that young of an age. But that but that's something they can find out on their own without it. It just seems very forced to me. I think that's that's the problem. It seems very forced. Like we have to get this out there because we have to show how woke we are. We have to show how progressive we are. I don't I don't necessarily believe with believe that. It, same, it, it's tough. If they're going to start experimenting at age, do you want them to have some guidance and some knowledge, or do you want them to just learn on their own without it? It, 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 it it's a tough, and especially as a father, it's even tougher. Ultimately, it's the parent's job. It's yeah, it's the parent's I, I job to do that. Like my, my kids, I'm, I'm very liberal when it, what I let them watch. You know, hey, listen, you watch, you got some quite, and it, it sparks discussion is mm-hmm. what you want. Yeah. It sparks discussion. It's very, the way I grew up is you weren't allowed to watch anything that was a little bit risque on TV. Of course we did, you know, it, but we, what we had to deal with scrambled porn channels. <laughs> That's what we had. to. Is that an elbow or a boob? The antennas on your TV? <laughs> is that an yeah, elbow or a rab- rabbit ears? You know, you had a rabbit ear with the little thing you click. And you it didn't, there. it didn't really matter what you were looking at. You, you do. Yeah. It's a boob. It's a boob. It could be a knee, but it's a boob. Um, but it's a scary thing, and I'm not getting into. I'm just telling you the way that I feel. No, and and I'm, that. I'm always I'm always willing to have my mind open. What make you make a good point is if they're if they're experimenting at that age, maybe it's time to for the parents to choose whether they want to have that discussion or not. Sometimes it's hard for the parent to have that discussion if they don't know how to have that discussion. But should the school have that discussion? I don't think so, especially well, public that's schools. A, that's a whole other debate. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I I I, I, I don't believe so. in that at all. That I don't believe. You know, I I believe in being open and honest with my kids to a certain extent. You know, like, Mike, I hate to tell you Santa Claus isn't real. But, you know, my nine-year-old still believes in Santa Claus, and that's great. That's awesome. But – not anymore. Not after <laughs> not after you don't watch it, fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that, I think the times are going down because they already don't believe in Easter money. But I, I, I have a I have a problem with that. If you're going to be a parent, a parent is a huge responsibility. And I don't know if you guys are choosing to have children or not. And well, Mike's available for surrogate. Just so you know, <laughs> I, got um, my, I got my uterus taken out. <laughs> he's more Nick's type. He's more Nick. <laughs> Nah, he's my type. <laughs> oh. Kevin, you're in, you're you're in trouble, be, buddy. You're gonna. Oh, okay. You, well. you know what you did wrong is you didn't shave. Oh, that's what it you is. You shaved, uh, you'd be uh, off the list, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you should see me in the winter time. The beard gets down to to my chest. I look like no, down, Adams. down, boy, down. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's a tough. That if you're if you're going to take on the responsibility of having a parent of being a parent, which is the most responsibility you will ever have in your life. You should also be willing to take on the job of educating your, your children, yeah. not forcing it off on somebody else. I agree. I just I don't think it's a tough discussion. You know, I don't envy a parent that has to have that discussion. Um, but I think the whole school curriculum thing is a whole uh, political debate that uh, could yeah, take us we, here all night. Yeah, we don't do politics okay. here. That's for uh, just, just getting back right. to that. Did your parents have a talk with you at all back then? Oh yeah, uh, parents <clears throat> tried to keep, you know teach us what we need to know. You know. Did they know? I think my mother knew. 
Uh, you know, she had three gay boys at one point, well, two gay boys. And <laughs> so she, had to, she had to know something was yeah, up. Yeah, she at had one to know point. something was up. Yeah. When they were passing the playgirls around from room to room, <laughs> hiding them underneath their uh... <laughs> mattresses. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why are you always watching Tom Selleck? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but it's a, it's a tough. I'll blame it on her. She made me watch Top Gun. <laughs> We had this whole Top Gun dis- discussion about that's that's Maverick's walk into being gay. Which, if, <laughs> if you haven't watched that video out there, go look up Quentin Tarantino's take on Top Gun. It's actually quite humorous, and he's 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 out there. Um, but how do you how do you have that conversation with a child when all of their different friends are interested in girls, and you, you kind of know, like your parents, you said they kind of knew. How do you breach that subject with your kid? I have no idea. Well, you do you two ever plan on having kids? No, no, no. Oh, you like money? <laughs> That's what it is. He likes his sugar daddy. You like? <laughs> <laughs> you like money? No, you know it's it's a great experience to see to raise something from the beginning. And I actually I see more lesbian couples having children than gay male couples. Like that, I have a lesbian couple that lives across the street from me, and they they have two children. You obviously know which one is the the more feminine of the two, because I still believe that the way we're designed biologically is there's always a feminine and there's always a masculine. It doesn't mean that it's got to be a girl boy. Right. There's always one, and it's very clear. And they're both wonderful people, and I love them dearly. I mean, it's the same thing with this podcast. You got the the masculine one and a feminine one. No, I'm in touch. You sure about that? <laughs> I'm in touch. Listen, he grows a beard just to prove he's a guy. <laughs> Who has chest hair, motherfucker? I got it. I just don't like it. <laughs> Kevin, you're going to turn him on. <laughs> That's all right. I'm secure enough in my manhood. Listen, I, I worked all day. You turn him on, you're turning him off. <laughs> <laughs> you get him started, you got to play with him. Yeah, I get that. Kevin's going to be four blocks past Route 4 tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we got to bring this. We got to bring this one back. Yeah. Uh, at what point did you finally tell you? Who'd you tell first? Aside from your boyfriends, I was going to say hopefully his boyfriend. They obviously knew. <laughs> but who did you tell first of your non-romantic relationships? Uh, so my close friends. Yeah. My confided in my close friends. I, I have a friend who's an officer in, in Burn County, and he was my uh, my best friend growing up. Always took me under his wing. Always protected me. Um, so I usually confided in him first. And what, what did he, what was his reaction? He didn't care. You know, he, he just, you're my brother and whatever you do, you do leave me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't getting any action anyway. So he's like, yeah, go do what you want to do. Uh, but, uh, yeah, my friends, you know, you're, uh, I don't know if I ever came out to a family members. They kind of just figured it out and it was just untalked about. Well, one of the, one of the things I know about, about, uh, the, the, gay men community because i want to get into it. one of our sponsors is, is a company called xbody i know everybody's you guys are real like parents 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 oriented <laughs> you know because guys are visual visual it makes perfect sense guys right. are visual you know women are uh, audio you, audio uh, audio they're, <laughs> yeah they like women women are like oh you gotta love me for my personality and you know you can't judge a book by its cover if the book's not too not interesting looking you're not gonna want to go for it if it's too thick you're not gonna want to read it stuff like that you know I got a whole thing on that. But so Xbody US, go to xbodyus.com. Uh, and if you're into taking care of your body, they'll they'll help you out with testo- testosterone therapy. We got plenty of that, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Did they give, listen, do they give for, gay you're men? 40, you're 40 give, years old. Your testosterone starts dropping. I'm still good, buddy. <laughs> 
but what would You'll it be my first phone call if it starts. Wouldn't it be great <laughs> to feel like you're 18 again? And that's what Xbody does. It's they have a, a range a range of uh, services they provide from cosmetic to overall health and wellness to your body, vitamin infusions, uh, gut checks. Because that's going to bring us into our next portion of this is you're a first responder. And first responders, it's sort of – it's a tough thing because not a whole lot of first responders I can see would be very accepting of it. You know, you got to change in a locker room. And I know guys that are like this. They're afraid to change in a locker room next to a gay person. They'll never want to do it. As a matter of fact, there's a comedian named Mark Norman. And he talks about one of his uh, homophobic friends where he's, I'm not shaking that gay guy's hand. He just had his hand on a penis. And he goes, well, you had no problem shaking mine. And mine was just in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So they, they, they become very homophobic. So, again, another myth I want to dispel here is every guy you see, do you want him? No. Really? No. God. That's, that's on the guy. surprising. <laughs> Depending on the guy. <laughs> Depending on the guy. <laughs> He's got your number, Kev. <laughs> that's okay. Listen, that's that's all right. I, I'm good. We'll leave you two here, and Mike and I will get a drink. <laughs> Coming over later, huh? He'll, he'll be drinking something else from you. That's a problem. <laughs> but how did you how did you work into this this field uh, of first responder? Was it always just a calling? So luckily, we're volunteer. So there's not too much uh, locker room action. Yeah. But uh, you know, I've had guys tiptoe around me afraid to talk to me, afraid if they're going to say something that's going to offend me or not offend me. Um, it's tough. It's, it, it's, it's tough to blend the cultures together until you have that family-like atmosphere. And, like, how would they tiptoe around you? Give me, give me an example. Uh, well, like, if, if you were changing and getting dressed and they walk by, they'll stop, back up, turn the other way, wait till you're done, then they'll go into the changing room. Ass cheeks out? <laughs> just in case you, just in case you don't, trip and accidentally yeah. put your dick into their ass, they'll back out of the changing room. <laughs> it's, like, it's a lot harder than you think. It's like really, really, like that. that that's, it just surprises me. Like really, I've seen that before. Are you yeah, serious? It happens. It yeah. happens. Oh, listen. Until they get comfortable. Like when you take the time that you, you take the chance and the time to get to know someone, uh, lesbian, gay, transgender, whatever orientation they are. A lot of us are pretty cool, and you have a lot of fun. Right. Not in a sexual way. Well, <laughs> you there was there was years ago, years ago, where I, I was working at a restaurant. I think I was in still still in college, and the girls. We, I went out with a group of girls, and they went to a gay bar. Okay, and I didn't know it was. I really didn't know it was a gay bar. I didn't pay for a damn drink all night. You're right. I wonder it, why. It was the greatest <laughs> thing ever. I'm like, oh, these girls have it so, made. So my cousin, right? Or I forget where we were. We were we were traveling somewhere. Our whole family was away. Uh, was up visiting somewhere, and uh, he's like, "Take me to a gay bar." I've never been to one, so I grab my cousins and my brothers and my sister and go to this gay bar. Right, and I give the bartender my credit card. I'm like, "I got I got this group here," and they're dancing, listening to music. And the night comes around, I go to pay the bill. I grab the credit card, and the guy's like, "Oh, it's like forty bucks." I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, "Drinking all night." <laughs> I go. My cousin's tanked. He goes, oh, he didn't pay for a drink all night. I said, what do you mean? He goes, every time he came to the bar, he lifted up his shirt and somebody bought him a drink. <laughs> oh, he flashed him. Yeah. That's, that's He's a- got those abs, man. He, he, he got the guys buy him drinks all night long. That's not a bad deal, Mike. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> You've been thinking about it a lot longer than just tonight. <clears throat> you got to have the abs, though. I did for a while. <laughs> After my neck surgery, I lost them. So did you ever did you ever come out to your fire department or they just always knew when you got the job? So <clears throat> the department I'm in now, uh, they knew before I even got there because, uh, uh, you know, open and proud. Um, and uh, in the beginning, they were a little nervous. 
but uh, now they're another, they're a whole other family, and we spend I spend probably spend more time with them than I do with my own family. Yeah, it, I I don't I don't know. I've seen it from from our perspective in our locker rooms. I'm sure there was there was a couple officers who were gay. There was a lot of officers who I called gay because that's a that seems to be a generic term that yeah. you throw out for somebody who is I guess less than masculine. But I've seen more masculine gay men than these guys, like way more masculine gay guys. So does that ever offend you when somebody says that? Like, you know, I'll call him, hey, you're gay. No, it, it, it's a word. Yeah. You know, it. it, it, um, it Do, doesn't gay mean happy? <laughs> you know, <laughs> really. That's, Mike's gay I mean, every day. Right. <laughs> Faggot means a bundle of sticks. Yeah. And that's an offensive word. So that, yeah, that's an offensive word. Yeah. But, um, the rest of them, they're words, man. If you're going to be insensitive and take some of it to heart, then you're just as guilty as the person saying it. This is this is true. You know, if they, uh, I was taught growing up because I grew up around a lot of multi ethnical or ethnical. Look at me, I'm starting <laughs> to talk like you. You're rubbing off on me. Uh, it was it was rubbing racially something. diverse where I grew up, so we would use terminology towards each other that you would find offensive. Right. You probably can't use any of those words today. You can't, but it was basically because those words had no power. Right. So and plus, it was among friends. Right. Right. Like I'm saying, like I said, if you say it behind someone's back, then there's that negative connotation to it. If you say it right to someone's face in a, in a friendly way. Right. You know, then yeah, you really. I, I also hold the individual accountable. Like you use a word toward me and okay, it's an offensive word, but you mean no harm to me. So why should I take it offensively? You should take that word back. Which one? Faggot. You should take it back. Black people took their N word back. <laughs> Be like, faggot, please. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll definitely get you some attention. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. telling you, you should take it back. You should start that movement. Nah, I'm good, man. <laughs> <laughs> let that let that one stay dead. You know, it, it's I'm trying to I'm trying to find some some chink in your armor because what I'm finding out is it doesn't matter what your sexuality is. Whether you're a good firefighter, whether you're a good no, EMT. Has nothing to do with it. Now you you've come across many bad firefighters who were heterosexual. I'm sure. Could you yeah. rephrase that? <laughs> what he's come across a lot of firefighters. I didn't say I he mean, came on a lot of oh, firefighters. I'm, all right, I, listen, I just my mind. Out, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's he's deep into this, guys. He's you. I think you're you're like this close to to turning it. <laughs> Yeah, as Nick gives him the gives him the look, <laughs> gives him the wing. Nick started staring at me a little yeah. more now than you. <laughs> did you ever, did you ever do that? Because I, I know, I know, there's girls who do that, but who, to, who will take a heterosexual girl and try to turn her. That's so much work. It, it, that's so much work. I ain't got is. time for that. Enough time today. It is, but I tried. You, you right tried? now with you. <laughs> yeah, you might want to be careful what you ask for there, bud. I'm gonna back out of the door. <laughs> You're gonna rub off on me. <laughs> Listen, but bro, I got no ass. I'm just letting you know. I look like a frog if you put it, if you stood a frog up hey, and put hey, Kev, jeans on it. Hey, Kev, that's not the part he wants. Oh, okay. Oh, I know. Well, I, uh, listen, I'm married, so I got uh, that was removed. Uh, your wife will sell you. Don't worry. Oh, she'll pimp me out in a second. She'll pimp me out in a second. But w has there ever been a time when you got a little downtrodden about your your? I, I guess it's a. I, I hate to call it a lifestyle because it's not a lifestyle. It's because a lifestyle is something you choose. And I don't. I, I I'm a firm believer that that being gay straight trans I, I i'm a firm believer it's not a choice but i'm going to use for this right for the the, the purpose this, of this purpose of this conversation your lifestyle has it ever gotten you know just like oh man why has it got to be this way it, it has its ups and downs yeah and the demographics and where you are it changes you know 
my uh, first firehouse wasn't too accepting. Mm. Uh, I relocated. My my new firehouse is unbelievable, unbelievably supportive. Now, do you are you the the voice? I know you just recently gave a speech. Yeah, uh, the, which you sent me. It was it was really good, by the way. It was really good. Yeah, I'm in the middle of sending that, and you pop up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you send it to me by accident. So, uh, yeah, the county executive uh, just honored the LGBT first responders and healthcare workers that uh, stayed in the fight during the COVID pandemic. And uh, I was chosen to be the keynote speaker and accept the proclamation on behalf of the uh, first responders. So there, I, again, I got a problem with this. I'm going to be very honest with you. It's good. It's good that they're recognizing you, but why, why is it just a month? Like it's, there is no such thing as gay history. There is no such thing as black history. There's no such thing as white history. There is just history. You follow yeah. me? Oh, I think it just follows the pattern with all the other uh, pride months that are out there. Because I have a feeling, like, I, I again, this is just my own archaic way of thinking that when you categorize somebody, you're able to put them in a box and define them. Even though you may not agree with them or understand them, it, it makes sense of chaos to them, to most people. Like, when I look at you, I don't see a gay firefighter, even though that's the name of this episode. I don't see a gay firefighter. I see a firefighter. I see somebody who's willing to put their life on the line for somebody else who they don't know every day of the week. Yeah. And that's, that's just the, that, but that's the way I, I live. My family wasn't like that. I'm telling you right now, my family wasn't, they were very bigoted when it came to gay people. Like you, you were told you stay away from those people, right. which is, which is horrible. Well, you said that, the 80s and then we hit the 90s and things got a little better and now we're no in no my father carried it through until <laughs> the day he died no uh, listen i'd love to uh, you, you can teach a dog new tricks you just couldn't teach him uh, anything. there's there's some that hold their ground why like why i don't why do you think that is that's I, old, old ideology I, I, would your father be accepting of it i would say so <clears throat> yeah I, I mean i don't think i've ever had that real conversation with him, but he never yeah, came yeah. out and said, stay away from them well, or, you know, he never came out, but neither is Mike. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's very possible. He probably already knows. Now, I've met his father and his father's real old school. This is why I asked Mike that question. And the old school people, it's funny because the people who you think, again, I'm judging his father by, by my interactions with him saying he's old school. He may be the most open-minded person in the world, but there's my discrimination. Right. Well, we're all guilty of it in yeah. some way, shape or form. You'd be right with the first ass assessment. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. Listen. Love him to death. He's just old school Italian and you know, he's set in his ways. Like well, I said, but he never But it's also the culture. He exactly that's the way he was brought up. He never talked bad about any, you know, any gender issues, any you right. know, race well, issues, anything like that. It's, I'm sure he's got his opinions on it. And that's, but he never pushed that, them on me. And that goes back to his parents that yep. raised him and taught him to be that way. Yeah, exactly. Well, Nick, have you ever have you ever faced any discrimination? Yeah. Yeah. Did I, did anybody ever physically threaten you? No. No. Not that I can recall. No. No fights. No nothing like that. No. Hmm. Because I I have a feeling too when somebody does that when somebody discriminates against you they're it's telling you more about them. They have something that they're trying to repress inside. Well, that are they're afraid? Yeah, they're, they're afraid of something different. They're, they're yeah. Yeah, but different. Listen, that's that's what makes the world go around. It's being you know differences. Our differences 
bring us together closer than our likeness. We could sit here and uh, you said you're a baseball fan. All right. We could sit here and talk about baseball. Right. And that's great. And that's great. But when we sit there and have an open, honest discussion about things we may not agree on, that's when progress is made. Right. And we can sit here and agree all day long. Um, so it served you well uh, coming out. I'm sure it wasn't easy to come out. I'm sure it was a, it was a difficult no, it, discussion. It, it, it doesn't matter who you are. The journey's tough. Coming out's tough. Because you never know who's going to accept it and who's not. Have you ever had a friend of yours that just, just they're still inside? They're still in the closet. Um, no, I think growing up, I had friends that were in the closet. Yeah. Now, if I look back, I think they're all, you know, all of my friends, they've all come to terms and they've all accepted who they are and they've all accepted that it's time to come out. Um, I don't think any of my friends that I know of right now are still in the closet. They've all eventually come out. Did Did you lose any friends when you came out? Um, no, I, I want to say, luckily, like I said, times have changed. We, we've made progress. I think I gained friends. Because I was going to say, like, you know, we were talking like the old school yeah. You know, I, if, if you came home, if little Johnny came home and said, uh, dad, my friend Mark is gay, the father may say, you know, I don't want you hanging out with him anymore. So, so I, I wouldn't say lost, but I, certain friends hung out with less and they, they distanced themselves yeah, a little bit. Certain yeah. friends were like, oh, cool. Let's hang out more. And you, you, you just kind of shifted the friends, didn't really lose any. And then it opened up more doors to new friends. Now, Nick, this is something for you. Since you're a significant other of a firefighter, of a first responder, mm -hmm. and I know we, we have dealt that with dealt with that with our spouses, and especially in our critical incidents, because Mike and I were both in shootings. When he goes to work on a hot call, working a house fire, and you do you, do you guys live together? Yeah, mm -hmm. you guys are fucking. Why? <laughs> why would you do? That? But anyway, does that pity your stomach? Because obviously you care for this man. Does the pity your stomach? Just ball up a little bit? A little bit, because you don't know if he's coming home or not. Right. God forbid something happens. And that only happens when you love something more than you love yourself, you know? Because I was always wondering if that was, I'm, I'm almost positive I knew the answer to it, that that's a commonality. Oh, if he didn't feel that way, he wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are engaged. Yes, recently. Oh, my God, you guys. The, the best thing, the biggest selling point <laughs> to being gay was you couldn't get married. Oh, I'd love to marry you, but I can't. And <laughs> you guys. Change that. And they fucked it up for all of you guys. <laughs> be careful what you wish for, guys. Be careful what you wish for. See, you, you could get rid of that marriage real quick. <laughs> I'm not breaking up any happy homes. <laughs> but that was the one thing that. Again, I would love to get married. I know there's some downsides to it because the medical benefits and it's a legal contract. That's pretty much all marriages because you guys can live together for the rest of your lives, love each other and do everything in between. But then like if you're in a hospital, the way it was, it's a little different now. But the way it was was you, uh, you, you wouldn't be able to go into the hospital room if you were sick and dying because it has to be a family member. That, that kind of sucks. I get that. Yeah. I get that. So but, one uh, of our sponsors is Toyota of Hackensack. So Toyota of Hackensack, they're, they're a little bit different than the rest of the rest of the world's dealerships. They treat you like family. They bring you in first responders. We don't trust anybody. <laughs> we really don't trust anybody. I trust them. I actually know one of the owners and he, every time he's taking good care of me, he takes care of all my friends so go to toyotahackensack.com. If you're looking for a car, let them find you one. Honda, come on. Come on. I'm simple. 
It's nothing. I'm not a car guy. Yeah, I just wanted a Honda Civic. That was it. Honda Civic. That's a really gay car. <laughs> that's why they get them. <laughs> Damn right. Hey, they got, they got two of them in their house. He, he could have got a Prius. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's, that's ultra gay. No, that's not even ultra gay. That's just ultra liberal. That's all. That's all that is. You know, it's funny. You you brought up a bunch of times uh, LGBT. L- L- LGBTQ. I was going to say you never said the Q. Yeah. Every time you bring it up, you just say LBGT. Well, I was always taught that queer is a, is so a derogatory term. I think term. queer is an offensive term. If you called someone a queer growing up, that was offensive. I, I think the word's less offensive now in our community. Well, I mean, it's, it's now still Now it's not, accepted. It, well, it's still LBGTQ. not appropriate. Well, you took it back. That's uh, what you did. Kind of. You yeah. took it back. So when I was growing up, it was just LGBT. But now it's actually LGBTQ. I, I plus. Yeah. All right, enough of this. You just are. What, how about we just say you are what you are? They're, they're, taking, enough. they're taking over the whole alphabet. Yeah, it's, listen, we're, we're A through Z. We're going to add K for you, buddy. K for me. <laughs> Kevin, yeah. <laughs> Either LGBTQ or Kevin. That's because I'm my own species. There you go. There you go. No, but, I, I just, you know, it just hit me that you never mentioned that Q, and I was wondering if there was any reason behind that. Yeah, just because for so many years it was that, it was and we added letters, and my mind's simple. I go back to the first thing I was taught. Um, but yeah, they, it, it's LGBTQI plus now. Because queer to what, me- What's the I stand for? Uh, I believe it's intersexual. I was going to say indecisive. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I don't know. You don't want to- Come on. But it was always an offensive term to me, but it, it didn't mean gay, really. It meant meek. Well, queer means odd. Yeah, queer means odd, but it, but it's again, that's that's really offensive. Yeah, exactly. you, there's nothing odd about you so guys. So now, now, now they're calling you odd by calling you queer. But it always meant meek. I mean, as a matter of fact, on the playground when I grew up, we used to play smear to queer with the ball. <laughs> smear to queer. That's what it was. So one person had the ball and you just ran around from everybody and everybody tried to tackle them. That's what it was. But you, it was about, it, it was more a term now, of- Now you know what I go through like on a weekly basis. I but, mean, l- listen, he's if, the reason we can't play dodgeball anymore in school. Yeah, yeah. I, I am. Yeah. I am. Yeah. But I, I again, I told but you- they're going to bring back smear the queer. <laughs> 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 but I told you I'm going to no taking that one back. I'm going to I'm going to sm- I'm going to speak to you the same way I speak to everybody because I don't see you as any differently. And that's that's Appreciate that. that's my that's my power is to speak openly and honestly. I don't and it's it it's not coming from an offensive place, but it's just that's who I am. That's how I talk. Right. You know. I, I say all the time. One one of my best friends and he he was from LA actually. He lives in uh Ohio now. It's him. No. It's <laughs> best friend. He is the gayest black man you ever met. He, he is absolutely hysterical. If I'm having a bad day, I call him and I know I'm going to be smiling by the end of it. I'm just going to be laughing. I mean, I haven't seen him in probably 10 years, but I know he's always a phone call away because he's always just happy-go-lucky no matter what. He's truly what's a gay man. On. He's a happy man. He, he just sent me pictures of the Columbus, Ohio gay pride parade the other day that he was in. Now, one of and the, he's just he, like I said, he's just happy go lucky. You've showed me pictures of him, and he is very flamboyant, guess, flamboyant, flaming is is yeah. another term. Yeah. What, you're you guys aren't you guys aren't. I don't know. Do you? Is it the situation that? So I don't know. I mean, I have friends that are very flamboyant, and it never even crossed my mind to ask for me to ask them why. It's just that's who they are, and I accept them for who they are. Uh, you know, I was raised to be clean cut. You know, uh, dress nice. Present yourself, you know. Why do you think that, that some gay men gravitate towards that? And and lesbian women, you'll see the, the masculine form of the I don't know. Woman. In my case, it was responsibility. You know, mm-hmm. when I go out, even when I'm not working, I'm representing my town, 
I'm representing the fire service, representing the medical service. So I'm always representing somebody, whether whether I'm on my own time or on paid time. Because you know? it's a very stere- stereotypical view of, especially gay men. Oh, he's flamboyant. He's he's flaming, and I I've seen this before. I've seen this before where when gay men, especially gay men, get into a group, it kind of gets notched up a little bit. Yeah, you we, you kind of feed off each other. Yeah. yeah. I mean, does that happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we've we've Ro- been around some of our, our 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 more flamboyant friends, and then you start you relax a little bit, you let go, and you just kind of your s's start to yeah, roll a little bit, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you said asses at first. I was going to say, you know, you are such a scumbag. Well, you are the one who owns the assless chat. <laughs> you got a pair of those too. Yeah, I borrowed them from Kevin for a Halloween party one day. But that goes all the way back to like the Blue Oyster Bar. You ever watch Police Academy? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the Blue Oyster Bar, and that was like the stereotypical gay bar. And I know they're not like. Well, that, that was a leather bar. What, what? What? That was a leather bar. Okay, I'm. I'm oh boy. Okay, <laughs> here we go. You're gonna need another podcast. What? What the <laughs> hell is a leather bar? Is, is well, a, that was the Blue Oyster. But what? But what's a leather bar? All the it, it, it's. Uh, you have to wear leather to get in. All the individuals in the bar have a fetish for leatherwear. Did you notice the whole bar? Yeah, was I all did, but I never, I never put two and two together. I just thought that's a, that was the concept, con- conceptual idea of what a gay bar was. We'll in teach the you. 80s. We'll teach you core math. <laughs> well, the, the other thing that's big in gay bars is they all wear uh, like bright red shirts. <laughs> so uh, different venues different different uh groups like there's bars that focus to lesbians mm-hmm. there's bars that focus to the leather community a lot of cosmopolitans uh, yeah is that the i don't know i don't even know what is, is it really almost like a theme bar type thing yeah yeah, yeah. i mean so like blue oyster bar would be a leather bar it's a leather bar yeah like yeah. a like when when a guy when a, when a straight guy sees two lesbian, he always hopes that they're two very beautiful women. It's never the case, you know. <laughs> so I don't even know how you would cater. I guess it's just a place where they go to, just like a cop bar or a firefighters bar, right. where, where you go to feel accepted. People are going to get you. You don't. You can be yourself. Right, you're around people. Of you're your not own, judged. Right, you're around people of similar interests. Now, when you, when you you go out. You go out with Mark mm-hmm. around around his firefighters. All right, do you feel accepted by them? Do they? Do you get it? Because again, this this happens with spouses all the time, where they go there and they sort of gravitate towards the other spouses. They all love me more than him. I was just gonna say, I think they like him more than they like me. Did you ever go to like the fire convention in Wildwood? Uh, so we haven't been yet, but we go to the I'm one. I'm dying to go. Yeah, we we just got back from the one in Harrisburg. Oh, in Pennsylvania? Yeah, we go to like the Harrisburg. We got show, some good yeah. restaurants out there. I spent some time in Harrisburg. Yeah. Not at your bar though. No. I wasn't there. <laughs> Damn it. How'd you know there was one how'd you know there was one there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well you had told me you're he, he was Googling it. Yeah. I was Googling. I, I did my research before I came in here. He was Googling it as he was driving through Harrisburg. <laughs> and, and where's you, a good place to eat? <laughs> Nick, you're in an ideal situation when it comes to the spouses of first responders because you're you you feel your your husband your your prospective husband fiance fiance I don't like that word I don't like that <laughs> word for male female I'm not French I'm American this fiance. is America fiance this is America greatest country in the world all right we don't say those French words um, <laughs> but, too hard to pronounce <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so your I, I prospective husband that's that's the term I I'm going to stick with that I'm bringing that one back 
Look up prospective husband dictionary. It says fiance. <laughs> Do you no one? It, it's a safe spot for the wives to be in because all the all the husbands are like, oh yeah, he's hanging. Don't worry, he's gay. Don't worry about it. He's got no interest. When if you ever wanted to turn the tables, man, you'd have like a buffet. <laughs> That's all you got to do. That's all gay men got to do is just have that, like, yeah, tonight, today I think I'm going to change, and you just, you kill it. You kill it. I just try to go for their husbands. <laughs> Sausage Turn party. Em. Sausage party. <laughs> it's called Friday night for you, buddy. <laughs> but the, it's, it's um, I, I'm very interested in the way you're viewing the first responder world, because you're coming in, and Mark, you were already in the first responder world when you met Nick. How long have you guys been together? Just over five years. Five years. God, I, I still think you need to rethink this marriage thing. I'm, I'm going to try to talk you out of it because I like you guys. And I want you guys to be happy. Um, Coming from a guy that's going through a divorce, I would stick away from marriage for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's an interesting perspective on life inside first responders, especially from another man. Mm -hmm. um, but apparently what I'm seeing is no difference. Yeah. And there's no difference. The the cool thing about you, Mark, is there's there's absolutely no difference between you and every other fireman that I've ever met in my life. It, it, Was it being gay isn't going to stop him from running into a burning building? No, it'll actually right. it'll actually probably help you go in there. Yeah, you've already, already flaming. <laughs> <laughs> See, you set him up. You said it. I didn't. Therefore, there was that softball. Here you there go. You go. <laughs> Hit that one. So if you if you were speaking to again, I, I think gaydar is a real thing. I really do think you guys look at somebody like yeah, they might have some tendencies to them. But if you were going to meet somebody <laughs> in your shoes, just slap twenty years ago. It's not worth it. Who you might think that might have might might be gay, might be closeted. What is the what do you think the best advice? Whether they're first responder or not, what do you think the best advice to give them is? on how to best live your life, to avoid the same pitfalls and a little bit of suffering that you guys went through. Just be yourself, you know, got to keep your friends close and uh, live your life. You know, the more you hide, the more you suffer. You know, we, we were talking before about like discrimination and stuff like that. How about just worry about yourself? Yeah. Don't you worry about me. Stay in your lane. You worry. Yeah, exactly. You worry about you. I'll worry about me. As long as, you know, if, if we're in the same profession, as long as we're getting the job done correctly, like, what, what do you say all the time? One of us isn't as strong as all of us. One of us is, is not as strong as all of us. So I don't, I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're black, green, yellow, orange. We're all there for one task at hand. Let's finish that task and, and worry about yourself. Have you ever come across a, a save that you've had either in the medical profession or being a firefighter where somebody has found out and been a little put off um no i no i've had losses where people have looked at me and i kind of felt like they were judging my skills because of who i was yeah because gay men can't save people <laughs> no there's no way there's just no way i can say in the AM, emt field is there any incidents that really stick out to you where you felt that you were like so, on a call that maybe someone was judging you i know i know ashley your sister she she had a big win out of it she had a big win where she, she got somebody into a facility for help yeah. and then saw her down the road. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, it's very rare that you come across someone you save later on down the road. Yeah. Usually you drop them off and the those doors close. And as you guys know, as officers, you never really know the outcome. Mm. 
Do you plan, Nick? Do you do you plan on letting Mark be a firefighter for as long as you guys are together? I think that's your wedding vows, right there. As long <laughs> as you both, as long Nick, as you Nick, both, you, want, you never want to be first responder and get into that field. Not for it's not for me. But no. you would just join the auxiliary. So what what's the auxiliary's duties? Just whenever there's like a fire, we get called out, bring water, coffee. Which is more important than you can possibly Absolutely. imagine. Mm-hmm. Especially those long sustained calls. Oh yeah. We yeah. need that support. And, and without that support, we, we have a really tough time. So yeah. thank you for stepping up and doing your doing your part. Where you might not throw on the, the boots and the, the coat, mm-hmm. but you're but you're something. just as as a as a spouse of a first responder, you're just as important as a first responder. Yeah. Don't ever forget that. And don't give him too much shit. I know you guys fight. I've been on plenty of gay domestics. Every day. You guys fight. He, he enjoys it too much. <laughs> I just throw in a towel because he enjoys the fight. <laughs> oh, you're, you're a, are you uh, a, a verbal fighter? I'm just an asshole. <laughs> okay, so you know the more you punish him, the more he enjoys it. Oh, you're a masochist. <laughs> nah, you're you're, you're going to find out later. <laughs> <laughs> they did meet in that leather bar. <laughs> Well, you know, do you have uh, you guys on Instagram, social media, you have anything you want to throw out there? Uh, so, you know, if you're looking for support, it's out there. Uh, Glisten has a lot of resources. Um, and what's your, what's your uh, social media? Uh, I have an Instagram. It's, you don't know it. I don't no. know it. <laughs> as long as you follow the uh, Suffering Nick, Podcast. Nick, what's his Instagram? I think it's uh, M-S-H-H-E-T-T on Instagram. You got that, Drew? I don't think that's it. <laughs> I think it's it. I think we're <laughs> off like one letter. I think it's that. I think it's M S H H E T T at Instagram. Regardless, we'll put it in our show notes. I don't know. If it's the, I don't know. Hashtag Twitter, whatever it is. Hashtag ass fire. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> I think you guys should start that. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Like that, I started. Ass on at, fire is never a good thing, buddy. Ass, <laughs> never a good thing. No. Ass this guy's ass is always on fire. So I eat Italian food. Yeah, I know. It's more um, than just the Italian food. Don't lie. <laughs> but you you have a responsibility beyond your current profession. You understand that. So you people are going to look at you in the minute, and it's a lot of responsibility, and I hate to put this on your shoulders, but the minute you misstep, they're going to be like, well, you see, I told you gay people can't be firefighters. Oh, 100%. Do you ever feel that pressure? Uh, not not really. I know it's there. I put that pressure on myself. Um, like recently, I, I, I had a, uh, I broke my leg. Uh, about a year ago, so it's I'm probably because you got gay bones. Nah, I hit a tree. <laughs> I hit, hit a tree off roading, uh, but no, like to myself, I know I'm being judged just on the medical aspect. Can he do the job? Mm. He's back, so I'm putting myself through the uh, paces of proving myself to show that I'm strong enough to go back to what I was doing. It's got to be sucked. It's got to suck to be a daily grind to prove yourself every day. Yeah, it takes a toll on you. But are, are people more accepting now, though? Yes. Yeah. Like I said, you know, culture has changed. It's more accepting, but uh, there's, there's still haters and there's still hate out there. I just don't see, I don't get it. That, that's, that's the main thing. I don't understand. I can understand being gay. I can understand being trans. I can't understand the hate of it. Yeah. We, 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 it's out there every day, man. Even still in the school systems, we get calls about bullying issues in local schools and we go there and we try to educate the schools on how to prevent it. But it's uh, it's still out there. But again, they've taken away the biggest uh, guard against bullying in the schools. I, I see this with my kids. Is you're not allowed to fight no more. You fight, you get suspended for a very long time. Mm-hmm. You know, if, you, if when I went to school, and I'm not saying it's the right way, but at least it cured the bullying. Where somebody was bullying you, it didn't matter what they were bullying you for. You punch them in the nose, guess what? You don't get bullied no more. Yeah. 
Now all of a sudden it's just Mike Tyson said it the best. Everybody's a tough guy till they get a punch in the mouth. I want to ask both of you this question separately. I want you both to answer it. You've both gone through what some would see as not a very easy life. It definitely is not the path of least resistance. Um, You've had obstacles to overcome. Mark, I want to start with you. If you had to quantify what your suffering in throughout your life has taught you, and it doesn't seem like you've suffered all that much as far as um, physically, but emotionally, I'm sure it hasn't been easy for you from time to time. No. Uh, no. What do, it's, you, what do you think it's taught you? Just to be true to yourself, stay strong. And, you know, we all suffer in different ways. You know, there's the suffering we have on the job, the lives we save, the lives we lose. There's a suffering in our families and then the suffering about whether you're going to be accepted or not. You know, walking into a room with, you know, two men, are they going to accept me for who I am or are they going to judge me for who I am? As long as you're not an asshole, you're cool with uh, me. I try That's not to I be. Say. <laughs> I said it all Nick's time. already said he's an I, asshole, I, I don't, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't usually need to be an asshole. I bring him with me. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you look better. Yeah. <laughs> and they still love me more than now. <laughs> it happens. What, what am I going to do? <laughs> Nick, what do you think? What do you think your suffering throughout your life has taught you? He pretty much said it word for word. Be yourself. Hopefully you're accepted. And stop bringing an asshole everywhere you go. It's just a stereotype of gay men. (laughs) Someone's got to be the tough one. (laughs) It's really just be persistent and be who you are. Yeah. Embrace who you are. and The more you hold in, the more you suffer mentally. And that's why we're seeing a lot of these uh, mental mental health issues issues, that that, that are out there. And and people that are suffering in silence, you know, ask for help. It you know, sounds it's like, out there. It sounds like you both embraced it, just like a prairie fire. Yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> it's, it's been a while. Yeah. It sounds like, hashtag prairie fire. Uh, it sounds like you've both Episode embraced nine. this. And I got to I gotta give my, my hats off to you guys. And now that you've been on our show, we will consider you family. Thank you. Um, yeah, absolutely. Nick is going to consider you family. <laughs> Wait till later. You don't <laughs> sleep with your family? What's the matter with you? Going to consider you more than that. You just ruined it. I was I was all into it, and then you just ruined it, Nick, by calling me family. It's just not good. Then it's inc- I didn't say it's family. Incest, then, right? family. Listen, <laughs> I, I was going to bring you guys honorary gay cards, because listening to the previous podcast, man, I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> We're still not sure. The jury's out. But thank you guys for coming and having this open, honest discussion. Honor- honorary gay card. Yeah. I'd love to carry around an honorary gay card. Are you kidding me? I'd flash Pleasure. that. I'd put that as a magnet on my car. I'm not gay, but I'm an honorary one. I know whose cars I'm chasing later. <laughs> we Seriously, we, we thank you. We need more conversation like this to get the ignorance ah, Thank away. you for having us in. Thank you. And you guys are welcome back any single time. And also, thank you for these nice challenge coins. And if I have my gla- – I know it's from your fire department, but do you want to give out the name of your fire department? Uh, yeah, Elmwood Park Defender Company Number 2. I love challenge coins. It's going to be a prominent place in our studio from here out. One of the only firehouses in Northern Jersey to rescue an alligator. I see that on here. Yeah. How did you rescue that? What? We got the, the company got called for a uh, alligator in the Passaic River, and they got out there in the boats, and sure enough, Elmwood Park, <laughs> four foot out, four foot. Uh, I forget what what breed it was, but four foot uh, alligator. The old East Patterson. Yeah, Dundee yeah, Lake. A, East Patterson. Well, once again, thank you so much for coming in here and sitting Guys, down. it really was a pleasure. I appreciate you coming thank in you. open and honest, and I, I think it's great what you guys are both doing. And that's going to do it for this episode of The Suffering Podcast, and let's think about all the stuff that we learned today. Normal is normal. Being good at your job has nothing to do with sexuality, unless you're a porn star. <laughs> there is no gay history. There's just history, and there's no such thing as a gay fireman. You're just a fireman. 
and you're a damn good fireman. Amen. But most importantly, be yourself. And that's going to do it for this episode of The Suffering Podcast, The Suffering of a Gay Firefighter. Now, you know what? We're going to scrub the gay. It's just firefighter. Well, it's like, you know what you call a gay pilot? What's a pilot? You fucking... <laughs> you want to that one. Hey, I want to be an air traffic controller. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on social media, Mike at underscore fillet, Mike underscore fillets, me at Real Kevin Donaldson. Don't forget to follow The Suffering Podcast. And we're going to see you on the next episode of this show on Let It Go Save.